When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaras. And I'm Chris Burns. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. So as you all have noticed, we've been talking a lot about women in Texas in recent weeks. Today, we're going to talk about one particular woman from Texas, and that is Beyonce Knowles Carter. How did I get so lucky to get on the Beyonce show? I know. Thrilling. So (laughs) Millie warned me about this this morning. She was like, you're going to get more hate than during the Israeli-Palestinian conflict if you come for the beehive. I know. She's like, oh, we're going to discuss it. The beehive is once this story is quick, but insane. I was working at a restaurant and I would do like the outside menu board. And I wrote something like um, Beyonce wrote countdown about our happy hour or something like that. And this guy came in and was like, who the fuck made that sign? (laughs) I know Beyonce personally. And that is not what the song is about. It is actually about her daughter. And he like lost his mind and then um, left and came back with a bucket of water and threw it on the sign. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a a charged charged thing. I was like, listen, I love the passion. Clean the board, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Go for it. Like, we all know Swifties are bad and Nicki and the Barbs are crazy. The Barbs. And the Azalea Banks fans are really something else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I screenshotted, I screenshotted that exchange of like, man, did you see that thing I posted where it was Uh like, um, we don't give Azalea like Azalea Banks is more like vilified than some. Oh yes, absolutely. That's and true. And somebody That's was true. like, "It is true." And then somebody wrote, "She boils her cat." Period. And then someone else replied and was like, uh, "The cat was dead already." One and oh, two. Man. If you're not vegan, you should be <laughs> shutting up because you're everyone's a hypocrite. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Oh, man. Well, she is getting some criticism. I mean, not for boiling a cat. She didn't do that. Beyonce. No, uh, Beyonce did not boil a cat. cat. To clarify, Beyonce did not not, uh, boil a cat. What she did do is she wore a big-ass diamond that had uh, some problematic origins. And uh, people wanted to make that clear. So she's been criticized in recent weeks for appearing in a Tiffany's ad with a diamond tainted by colonialism. She appeared in the ad with her husband, this guy named Jay-Z. She specifically wore... The Tiffany Yellow Diamond, one of the largest yellow diamonds ever unearthed in South Africa. It's yeah, 128 only the carats. third, right? Third person Fourth. in the world ever. Oh. 
She's the fourth person in the world to wear it. And uh, she's the first black woman to wear it, which Tiffany's was really flexing. But when you read more about this, it's like, okay, the diamond is from Africa and it's 2021. So I don't really know if that's like yeah. a huge win. But this, the, a big element of this campaign was, I think, to showcase black wealth. Like that image was part of oh. what people were supposed to get from it. But they did so with the diamond, as we said, that is very problematic. I'll read from a piece by Washington Post writer Karen Atia. She pointed out that uh, Tiffany's blood diamonds aren't a girl. The title was Tiffany's blood diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. And she she explained the background of this diamond, that it was, quote, discovered in South Africa in 1878. But really, British forces had launched battles and overtaken these plays and discriminated against yeah, African tribes. It was totally a blood, yeah. like, discovered. Was, yeah, discovered no- where? <laughs> It was in the glove compartment. I was driving home. It popped up on the side of the highway. Right. And people were annoyed about it. They were like, why is Beyonce wearing this symbol of colonialism? It was complicated by the fact that, you know, she recently came out with Black is King, did Lion King. There's been more from her, like, really celebrations of African culture and the diaspora. Her mom defended her. Tina did not like this. (laughs) She said, quote, how many of you socially conscious activists own diamonds? I thought so. Well, guess what? Did you go and check to see where the diamond came from? Probably not. A source close to Beyonce apparently said that the superstar was disappointed and angry. That's a quote that she was not made aware of the diamond's history. But Girl. Do you think she deserves? Yeah. Why do you do you think I she deserves? I the was critique? gonna say it's on. She deserves the critique because she is the one that did it. But like on a personal level, like obviously Beyonce's not doing her own research on these things, and she has probably the best team in the world to do research like this. So somebody's getting fired, probably. Well, I feel like <clears throat> first of all, to reply to Miss Tina, I love and Ms. I mean, Tina. and I think, but I feel like that is kind of my recent issues like i'm in the beehive i've seen beyonce live three times i've paid so much fucking money i I, I hoped we would go here yeah yeah but i'm just like i think too the thing that was really uh jarring about it is that it's in front of a basquiat painting like an unearthed box like an unseen basquiat and basquiat was so anti-colonialism like his pieces are so about black liberation and all that stuff like his most famous pieces so to put that with the you know and then yeah the response to miss tina she's like how many of you guys have diamonds and it's like yeah a lot of people don't have diamonds like right exactly i know everyone's like i don't like i would say most people don't have diamonds I think her point is like other famous people who are like or rich people to come about a diamond. She's like, you all fucking have diamonds as well. Sure. But she was saying socially conscious people. So that's where I'm like, yeah, the act, the average Twitter activist person does not have diamonds. We also and have I to think- remember Miss Tina is. A, mo- a quintessential mom like her yeah. Instagram like th- if you looked at her thing you'd be like wow that's Beyonce's mom if you didn't know any better so totally. I'm like if you put your own mom in the same scenario she's like every mom's Instagram it's just old of pictures course. of Beyonce standing her gassing her up in the yeah. comments like it was definitely not a not an informed reaction just no. uh, I'm gonna just protect mom, my daughter I'm gonna reaction. protect my daughter I get it but I think for me what I, all of this is saying like is just like as a fan and as somebody who's as many people been radicalized you know 
over, you know, COVID, like radicalized to more socialist leaning policies. Of course, we're all like tax the rich. It's been really difficult for me to, to also enjoy Beyonce's stuff recently because it just seems so out of touch with what's really going on in this country. Or sometimes I feel like it's kind of capitalizing on these movements and then using it just to make money. And it's just also I'm, I, I, like, yeah. to me, I'm like, how much more money? It's like, yeah, I don't know. But like, how much more money do you need? Like, why are you taking like the, you know, these Black Lives Matter movements and like refurbishing it to like sell more clothes to us? Or, you know what I mean? That's just yeah. kind of my, yeah. my thing of like, I enjoy her stuff, but I'm also like, this this is corny like like a lot of this is like you don't need to do this in the past we would have said it's beneath her i wonder it's because if she doesn't want to make music anymore maybe she just not that that excuses it but i feel like in the past we've always given her the benefit of the doubt with stuff like this because she generally like is on the level and she shows us all the time that she knows what's up but she's been a little bit less accessible to us or even she never has been like she's always constructed what she wanted us to see but before she, she did that in ways that were somehow a little bit more transparent and a little bit more relatable. But now it's like, I got, I don't know. And I'm not entitled to know what's going up with Beyonce, but I'm like, I don't, I feel like I don't know what's up with Beyonce. So don't I don't know. know. I don't know if she actually cared about this. Like, I don't trust her. I feel like exactly. that's also like the magic of what Beyonce is, yes. is that like, we don't know who she is. Like aside from when she was 20, two and she like left destiny's child and stopped doing interviews and stuff like Mm -hmm. i think it's it's yeah it's a weird like she doesn't do any interviews she doesn't talk (laughs) about anything yeah we only see her when she's like selling us something i guess that's the thing i guess exactly and i think for me well it's also just like this past election like she wasn't really doing anything i'm like the Beto O'Rourke stuff, she didn't really do anything like until two months before or like a, a week before yeah, I think it was registration. Like, yeah. what, like like a week before registration closed, like that's when she started saying stuff. And like this 2020 election, somebody asked Jay-Z about Trump and like if he's voting and he's just like shut the interview down right there. And it's just like, like, which is fine. And that that is an allure to some extent. But at another extent, it's like we... Like the the celebrity, the image of the celebrity has changed, and yeah. we as a society, like in COVID nineteen, it's the same thing of Kanye like complaining about, oh, I'm not in the Forbes billion things, and it's like people don't have money to eat right. because of COVID. You know, people are dying. Like, well, it's like no when Cardi B like posted that ugly ass um purse that was like a hundred grand and she's like i want it should i get it and i'm like oh why did you do that that's gonna go so bad for you yeah i think two things can be true because like their argument is like well when white stars do this no one says anything and no one complains but it's also just like yeah but it is this like out of touch thing of like yeah we only see you when you want to sell something we only hear about your political beliefs if you flip it and make it your own. You know what I mean? And like integrate it into your art in a way to sell more stuff to us. And yeah, like the last I was I was just talking about this with someone the other day of like the her I've seen her three times um, on the run one on the run two and and formation. I was on the run two too. 
But Omnilin too, I was all respectful. Was that the one two summers ago? Yeah, like or maybe twenty eighteen. Yeah, that one we left and we were annoyed. We're like, yeah. we already saw all this. We already saw all this. It was all recycled for choreography and stuff. I was like, I would have paid to see Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like, even Homecoming, like if you're going to, res- like, because that's at least like a show, a band or whatever. I would rather see Homecoming than On the Run too. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash feverdream. That's Home 
homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Why do you think that Rihanna is managing? Because I feel like Rihanna also, she doesn't really make music anymore. She has pivoted to be more of like a business owner. She's like practically a billionaire. What's different? I think different Rihanna's there? like a woman of the people. Because yeah. <laughs> even like the things of like DMing Real yeah. Housewives and drag yeah. stars and like uh, the Amazon specials of her fashion shows, like she and she's so inclusive like in yeah. the in the fashion shows yes. and all the people that work for her seem to just genuinely like really enjoy her Beyond, yeah yeah and love her and like I, I just don't think we have that insight into beyonce mm. whereas rihanna it's like we want music but we just love you because you're also like a person who dms a drag queen you dirty bitch i love you yeah like, like right. she's she's more she's She's not as curated and calculated. She is calculated, obviously. She's calculated and she's made a lot of like great business moves, but she's also like, yeah, I'm going to go out on the town in New York or I'm going to like wear this designer or there's this girl on Instagram that I saw, you know, for like the bitch better have my money video. Yeah. There's a girl, on in- which I guess Beyonce has done that too, but I guess it's just, we know a little bit more about Rihanna's personality. Mm-hmm. It's not so guarded and protected as Beyonce. So it, yeah, I feel like Beyonce's like she's. I mean, I I love her. I love her forever. But she's kind of weird. I mean, the way she lives her life, the way she shuts everything down. This is why like we're analyzing her. She wants to be analyzed. Like yeah, she- totally. And I think that in, it, I think the idea is if we see that, then something's ruined. Yes. Like it's it's how it's the same reason like the Kardashians scour the internet when there's a photo of them that's not filtered because once people see that the Kardashians are also just kind of people, they lose the allure of being this like otherworldly yeah, thing. Totally. And, and I also but I also feel like that is fading. Like people don't want that. Like some I people agree. do want that. But like that is the thing that's getting out of touch. Is like, no, actually people actually do want to see the behind the scenes and people actually want to know what you think. I mean, that's why the homecoming documentary was so good. Because yeah. it was like, how do you put up like how do you come up with something like this? How what are the rehearsals like? But then it's like it's not just like a and I think for me this is the difference with Beyonce and Rihanna. Like homecoming, you know, it's everything is like back to a movement and like trying to make herself the centerpiece of like in celebration of blackness and stuff. And Rihanna's like, I'm just going to do this cool show. I'm going to make sexy panties. I'm going to do makeup. 
And it's not about like, I'm going to change the world or anything. And yeah. I think with Beyonce trying to put like that little activist spin on it, it kind of pigeonholed her because then, yeah, it's like, well, what is it? Do you want to sell stuff or you want to make a difference? And if you want to sell stuff, then, you know, you can't be what's posing at the one time. In front of Basquiat. Are you out of your mind? Remember when um, U2 just like put their, their new album in everybody's downloads, even though no one wanted it? Yeah. Like, well, not me because I've had an injury for <laughs> Uh, oh my god I remember Chris I stand um, in solidarity but like Beyonce could do that you know it's like there's I was just gonna be like I love your joke in your stand up where you're like I understand discrimination I'm an android user yes. I loved that I like <laughs> I have so many tweets against Android users in my drafts because I know Millie will fucking roast me. I'll roast you. And you know what? The Android hive is like uh-huh. me, me and the Brazilian teens. <laughs> I had one that was like, you know that the bitch with the green text is hilarious because there's no other reason that she would still be welcome in the group chat. Wow. Subtweet me and also thank you. I love, I love that you love my setup. I will say though, I will say that joke kills every time where I talk really? about like Kills every time. I did it in London. No one laughed because everyone has a fucking Android in London. And I did another joke about like the, the two jokes really that that the Android one. Yeah, because everyone's like, yeah, every. Well, you know what it is. There's no green text because everyone uses WhatsApp. And WhatsApp, it doesn't matter. You know, everyone uses WhatsApp to text each other, so it doesn't matter what kind of phone you have. And then yeah. another thing was I did a joke True. about how I had I got fired and then had one month left on my insurance. So I did like I fucking maxed out my the dental. I went like got yeah. therapy, passed me all in one day. That doesn't work in London. No, they're like you lose <laughs> your insurance because you lost. No, your yeah. If if you talk about that, if you talk about it in the UK, they're like generally yeah like insurance. horrified. That is so funny. My friend um, lives in Scotland with her husband, and I was like talking about how I had a root canal and it was so bad. And he was like, "Why, why didn't you just go?" And I was like, "I had to wait until I got paid so I could go to like the." Yeah. And he's like, "That's so fucking crazy." Oh my god, I love how our Beyonce conversation <laughs> turned to the problems with the as, as since, to, to, let's bring it back since we do all love Beyonce. Yes. Do all it is her fortieth birthday on Saturday, September fourth. We're all going to need some uplifting content for the next couple of weeks. Do you guys have a favorite Beyonce song or performance you'd like to share? Ooh, this is tough. Um, yeah, that's my favorite. It really depends on mood, what's happening. If I'm walking, end of time um, will get you where you oh. need to be on time. Um, <laughs> I, I, one. I feel like, I mean, song... I love um that's why you're beautiful from the I love her like B Day album, like Get Me Bodied, Extended, Cuh. I love that. I love that. But I but I do say like every time I go see her uh live, I do cry. Like it, it, it's just eliciting emotion and stuff. Oh, and always. On the run one was so like blew my mind so much. And then um at the end, they her and Jay-Z sung Forever Young. And then um, they put home videos of, of Blue and like with her birthday and all that stuff. And they're just singing, like holding each other, singing Forever Young. And I was just crying. And I was you like, can still watch beautiful. that on HBO. That's a great moment. Yeah. The specials are incredible. Okay, so I'll do mine. Mine are, <laughs> my, mine are um, these are live performances. I mainly watch Beyonce. Mine are live at Roseland, the whole ass thing. Oh my uh, God, so good when she so covers. Your love is on fire. Oh is my that god! There? Or that's that's at Glastonbury, but in both, right. of, that's my second favorite. 
is when she does Sex on Fire at Glastonbury. In both of these, she just, in the Glastonbury one, she looks like the most beautiful woman I have ever, ever oh, seen do anything. Oh. So play those to get yourself through. Also, her thing. Grammy performance of If I Were a Boy from like 2007, I think. and It's it's older. And she does If I Were a Boy and then goes into um, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Yes. And then goes into like doing like a Tina Turner um, like stage dance on her knee. It's so iconic. And there's like Ugh. hundreds of men dressed as robot soldiers. Yeah. Um, that it's one's so, so good. good. Oh, what was I going to say? Um, also, the, what's, what's the name? Um, you can move mountains. What's the one on um, Love Drought? That song is that the one about? Is that the one about blue? No. So okay, th- there's a song on Lemonade that's called Love Drought, and when you're listening to it, you're like, oh, it's about Jay Z and like her, whatever. But the rap genius. Oh right. Like, yeah. Um, the woman that wrote the song was just like, yeah, it's my relationship with the music industry. Cool. Like, so it has like two different meanings because it's just like. Like Beyonce, you think that she's singing about her and like, why doesn't Jay-Z take her, you know, or why right. doesn't this man take me seriously enough? But it, but in the, when the woman wrote it, she's like, it, it's like a, it's like a song where I'm like, am I not doing enough to make it in this industry? Like, am I not thirsty enough? Am I not like, like, I want you to see that we can change the world together. I, like, oh, wow. As an artist, I know, I know as an yeah. artist, I was like, I resonate with that song so much, you know? So that that's another, like, Beyonce song that I'm like... Oh. I love that shit. Like, what Sarah Bareilles' love song by Sarah Bareilles, is, that's the same story, that it was, like, her label was mad that she didn't have more love songs, so she wrote it as, like, a fuck you to them, and then it became the song that, like, made her famous. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Gorgeous. We love the that. the lyrics on, like, the lyrics don't yeah. even make sense no. about a person. She's like, I'm not gonna write you a love song because you're asking for it, is literally the chorus of the song. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't hang around with somebody who's asking for love songs, but uh, <laughs> that was our show today. Thank you all so much. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Lily Tamarez. And I'm Chris Burns. And this is the Betcha Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at betches.com. Betches.